millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We start tonight with some very significant decisions by the U.S. Supreme Court. A mixed pair of rulings that will directly impact nearly 100... Nobody knows why she said Supreme Court. Nobody <laughs> knows why, but she did. ...million Americans. The court's conservative majority says the Biden administration does not have the authority to impose a vaccine or test rule on private companies. But it does have the ability to mandate COVID shots for most health workers. Just go with it. You know, if they tell you to wear this, I'll wear it. They tell us to wear something else, I'll wear it. At what point does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working? We're going to change strategies. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us. You know, it's been a while, but Miss South Carolina uh, we is owed an apology by all of us. Who knew that she had all the makings of a vice president? Uh, so so this is my thing about today. I don't want to do the X's and O's of court and amicus briefs and, and you know, it rules that a state shall and Marbury versus and all that. I hate the law and lawyers now like I hate... Epidemiologists. You and have a diseases. lot of hate in your you heart know, about a lot of things. I do. It's. A, it, I didn't do it. It's because I've. I've decided to go into this field, Alice. If I was, if I was trout fisherman, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. I was trying to tell somebody the other day why you wouldn't uh, run for local office. Somebody <sighs> was telling me you should run for local office. Is somebody crazy? <laughs> and. They were like, why? And I said, you know, Tom just hates all that stuff, like meeting minutes and oh, water rates oh, and budgets. We need, we need a second. <laughs> I was part of a board just a year ago, and they'd be like, okay, can we, we'll get a quick second. Tom? Or Yeah, I guess so. Second. Sorry. Like the board game. 
Parcheesi, what are, what are we playing here? <laughs> it's Robert's Rules. Get me out of here. Yeah. That is, um, I, I don't want us to be sounding more curmudgeonly. That's fine. But I would never... I would but never, like, I said, like, he hates this. He hates this. He hates this. They're like, wow, it sounds like Tom hates a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, have you when ever I hear, Alice, in my, Tom <clears throat> my very own darling wife... He hates wife. everything. That's not true. That's, that is untrue. That is untrue. Alice, I have life experience. <laughs> I didn't go into things hating things. I learned which things were a total waste of time, which things brought the worst out in people, which things were a total canard, which things were a total facade. I, 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 I cannot. I, I was not born with hate. Believe me, I have learned to economize <laughs> where I can, where I can escape the silverbacks who are constantly attacking me, Alice. I try to. <clears throat> as good as I can. That's it. So and that is it while pursuing the, the you know the life I want to you know in, in when I got into media I understood I did some of the many things that I hated to to do it I didn't know to hate marketing meetings until I was made to go to marketing meetings you know I didn't learn to hate when somebody says oh guess what uh, bill pulled papers nuke the earth bill pulled paper I hate I hate, I don't like the way that people, and this is you, my own wife, people talk <laughs> about canvassing and this and that, and that's somebody else, that's somebody else, that's fine. Believe me, I, I, I would probably say now that most of my friends are, and our closest family friends, come through local politics. Yeah. Um, so, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to think it's great in democracy in action when some a-hole goes to the, you know, make all the kids wear masks by law meeting uh, and drops his uh, Ivy League credentials before, you know, making an impassioned speech with a bunch of people as supporters of making kids wear masks with t-shirts. I don't, I, watching disgusting human slash really childish behavior, you know, I watching a man-child you know, go up in front of town meetings, etc. And I watched a bunch of this in our old town when you used to go testify. I have to watch 65 people in front of you. And so seeing these guys, we've got to get rid of the names Red Raiders or else we'll be on the wrong side of history. The fat historian guy from that from that town was like, oh, shut up. Everybody's a self-aggrandizing a-hole. Brings out the worst in people. Same way when I was in my 20s, I didn't want to go to pool halls. And my friend still, Mike still says, oh, Tom, you're such a jerk. You don't want to go here. You hate it. You hate it. I said, listen, I hate pool halls. I don't like pool halls because every kid thinks he's freaking uh, Minnesota Fats and the Tom Cruise and whatever from that movie. And they're all like doing this weird preening with the pool sticks and like doing the spinning. And they're all like just, it's all like this pretend cocksure attitude by the most insecure people in the world. I don't want to be around it. It's such disgusting, low-level pretense that I don't want to be around it. I think it's horrifically disgusting. And when I see that, when I when I can see the inner child of somebody in their adult, you know, body begging, please love me and please see me and, and love me and please find me interesting, it makes me very, very angry. Well, I think the reason why people always, like, think you'd be great at public office even though you'd hate it, is because paradoxically, I think the people that don't like that are the people that you want running your government, not the preening idiots who are like, quote, career public servants who are trying to make a career out of being, you know, I mean, there are people who are great at that. And I, 
always end up saying like I think that anybody who's like really successful in politics like you have to be a little bit of a sociopath you just have to yeah. be like a little bit crazy and self-involved and like not really understand other people fully just to be good at it you have to like you know you look at somebody like Catherine Clark who was on the Melrose School Committee a few years before we moved there then was the state rep then was the state senator then she became a congresswoman after Ed Markey vacated his seat, and now she's the assistant speaker of the House, arguably like one of the most powerful Democrats mm -hmm. in the entire country, because there it's people that are just climbers, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, even though you would hate it, if you were on the school board meeting, a lot less dumb decisions would be made by a school board made of Tom Shaddix than would get made by a school board of Catherine Clark's. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's sure. why people would uh, want same... you on there, not because they think you'd love it. Right. May that might be true. But those moments are the minority of moments. You know, um, it, it mostly if somebody would say, uh, yeah, well, Tommy, you do a Zoom meeting about uh, painting the pump house for school E7 in this district before we open it to a special whatever this year, because we have to make sure that we're up to grade with the states, whatever. By the end of that sentence, the gun will have been in my mouth and discharged by then. I can't oh, right, imagine it was it, it, the slow town bureaucracy. And but I mean, next agenda item. And I we have friends who, are, who work for the make, town. Bureaucracies make bad decisions on little stuff as well as on big stuff. They're not magically smart when it comes to the little stuff either. You know, it's one of the reasons that I really love town meeting is that you do have, like, power over a lot of stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we vote a town meeting, like, whether or not DPW gets a new truck to be a snowplow. Like, they're like, we need a new truck. And, like, you can go there and literally tell them no. That's amazing. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Why don't you think it's cool? I think it's great. Like, and... Go and ahead, Alice. You can be, you can be a snowplow titan. And, uh, <laughs> I'll just I voted down the truck for the snowplow last year. I did not want it. Here in this town? Yeah. The truck was I like want it. newer than both our cars that they had. And they were like, mm, it's five years old. And I was like, screw you. Alice, you all don't this get a town, new truck. What all this town is is streets. No, that's fine. That's but there was nothing wrong with their current truck. They're well, just babies. What's nothing wrong with two current trucks? No, no, no. They didn't want. They didn't want to. They wanted to replace the one that was like five years old or something because they wanted a new, gooder one. God forbid. I would. Well, voted... next time you can go to town meeting and you can vote for that. Huh. All right. So your soldier sailors hall, by the way, is going to go away. Is that true? Probably. This is really inside baseball. Nobody cares. <laughs> this is the, the, one of the few interesting buildings left in this town. Is an old abandoned soldier sailors leisure hall kind of thing, right? And, there's and the all this town debate. has decided because they can't, that it's not zoned for parking because there's no way in the world to get around that. Not zoned for parking. Well, everything's dead. You know what? Got to try to replace World Trade Center. No zone for parking. Well, it's over then. Nothing we can do. That's another reason why I hate town politics. No part. There's not zoned for parking. Well, Jesus Christ, then if it's if it's in the, the if it's, it goes against the Ten Commandments of stuff a town can do, then. What are we going to do? Nothing we can do, I guess. How about you just have people park on the side of the road, get a one-day permit, open a goddamn thing up, sling some f***ing drinks, and pay rent? The problem is that the oh. building... The problem is that the building's really old, and they it's hey, too you know expensive what? to Nothing repair. can be done. Nothing can be done. Well, you know, maybe you That's should get involved and raise some money old, to repair it, Tom. Too old. The money was allocated. Just fix the goddamn building. Not enough money. Then Most the estimates be came in higher because the cost of everything went up.
And every day that we don't repair it, it gets more expensive to repair it. Okay. Okay. You know what? Then it's much easier. Let's just have a town of nothing. <laughs> Until the people who really know how to grease the skids who come in from the outside build more developments. Mm-hmm. Now they will have a town of nothing and then tacky. And then mostly tacky with a tiny bit of nothing and then all f- tacky. And then that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. But, hey, as long as we held firm against that old soldiers and sailors uh, place and they didn't never let anybody have any fun there. <laughs> God. <sighs> See, that's why you'd be great at town politics. I would blow my head off in front of everybody. Which that is would actually be a first. T- that would tempting. probably be the first public suicide at a town meeting. I don't know if that's true. There was a pretty high profile. There was a politician that killed yeah. himself. I remember that. But that, I mean, I think at a town at a town meeting. I can't believe I'm already swearing like- about a, hypotheticals. Okay, uh, I'm also uh, you, you know some, one of the voices you heard at the beginning of this thing was Nora O'Donnell, and this is her doing the CBSN broadcast. I don't think she's got a gig anymore as the as the heavy we start tonight with some very significant decisions by the u.s supreme court a mixed pair she mangled the word fine Nora o'donnell 15 years ago like i saw her at the scott brown thing his big one mm-hmm. before i'd been a fan of her because she was really cute really beautiful kind of a black irish look if you're allowed to say that it used to be something you're allowed to say because she had very dark hair and she's mm-hmm. an o'donnell and, and really just beautiful and I saw her in person at the Scott Brown thing, and she was equally as beautiful, which is a rarity that TV people are, as, are ever as beautiful on in person. And then a couple of years back, she had kids, and and then also had the CBS gig, and then did like the nanny thing. And, and I, this is gonna sound misogynistic to you, but like, what are you doing? If you're her. She's already got her millions. Why? Why still the fame lust? Like, like, spend time with your kids. Just retire or do something on the side with kids. Like, why bust your ass like this? Having the nanny. Yes, I'm owing enough money so the nanny, you know, did this. And, like, why is it more important to have a Peloton um, commercial life than to, than to like, have... So she has a family and name only. Yeah, I have a family. And little Josh and little Brooke and little uh, Oakley and little uh, Thatcher are all there. And, you know, that's great. But like, why? I don't get it. Why don't, don't don't moms have maternal instinct? I mean, yeah, but like, I worked the first few years we had kids. We absolutely didn't do that by choice. True. Right. But she doesn't have to. Right. I mean, but so were we her. a family and name only when I was working when we had two little kids? No, but once again, Alice. It was not a choice. Our our life was very fluid at the time as well. There was right, but I think on. that I don't. I mean, I agree, obviously. Like, I like being with my kids, but I wouldn't call people where one parent works, where both parents work and they have a nanny, a family and name only. I'm sure they have in a lot of ways because they have a ton of money, a lot more like high quality time together and do all, go on all kinds of fun trips and do all kinds of fun stuff as a family because their off time is totally stress free because they're not stressing about cleaning the house or, you know, how to pay for a vacation or whatever, you know, like they just have, I assume rich people, I've never been one, so I wouldn't know, but I assume people that are wealthy just have fun all the time. Like there is no, like they have lots of quality time as a family all the time when they're not working, they can just enjoy. Yeah. But the, here's the thing. Like why is Nora O'Donnell who now like has her own kids and now the kids are the kids they're the star of the show when you're a parent. Why is she like getting a nanny so that she and her husband can go out 
and walk on a red carpet and <clears throat> and pose for a bunch of cameras in front of uh, some step and repeat uh, thing. You and turn your nose up at going on a red carpet. Yes, of course. Yes, if you're unless you're gonna do it and rightfully hate it. Look at me. Find me interesting and beautiful. Still, it's still all about you. No, no, you have the kid now. Why do you still need this love? Why do you still need to the, all the things a kid needs, Nora? It's gross. All right, Alice. You want to get pissed off? Sure. What am I going to be pissed off? Read. About? Uh, I'll read the text. I'll read this. Moms of Melrose. Hey, hey guys, don't think we're being Melrose centric here. It just so happens we have moles. Hi, moms. This is from a lady named Heather. Hi, moms. I'm advocating for the elimination of Good Friday from the school calendar since it's the only religious holiday observed in the district. I'm not here to start a debate. No, not at all. Definitely not. But if not. you agree that Good What does she think advocating is? But if by you the way. but if you agree that Good Friday should be limited to better align with the schools align the schools with Melrose inclusive goals, you should email both the school committee and is the email address and the Melrose Educational Association. And let them know! Exclamation point. Let them know. Contact, contract negotiations start next month, and Good Friday is part of the union contract. This is our best chance to make the change. If you PM me, I can share the language that I sent, and you're welcome to cut and paste. That is cancer right there. That is incredible. If, but if you agree that Good Friday should be limited to better align the school with Melrose's inclusive goals. Inclusive goals. Really? It sounds more like you're making it more exclusive, that you're... In- advocating to exclude a holiday from the school right. calendar not include things because you know the schools in Connecticut were adding Diwali and I said at the time I believe that I don't think that they're adding Diwali just because they want to have all the holidays on the calendar but because they only want to have certain types of holidays on the calendar right like they wanted to get rid of Columbus Day. They wanted to get rid of Halloween. Who doesn't? Who thinks they don't want to get rid of Thanksgiving? There were tons of posts in that Melrose Moms group about how troubling Thanksgiving is and how to talk to your kids about such a problematic holiday. You think that's not going to come off the school calendar? I don't know. But don't can know. you imagine like, the insidiousness? Oh, I'm not trying to start a debate. No. No. What does she think advocating means, by the way? Because doesn't advocating mean starting a debate? I mean, like, I don't know what you think you're doing other than starting a debate. Like, she might not be trying to start the debate in the mom's group right now, but obviously by bringing this up to the school, you're in the broader sense trying right, to start but, a debate where there was no debate before. She does not want to have a debate. No, she, she just wants, wants to say her if, side. And right, then, she thinks that if she's doing it, if you agree with me, Good Friday, like, about being inclusive, she believes... That it's pretty obvious to everybody that Good Friday has just aggrieved upon her, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and that yeah, her like feeling, you- her approaching this is just very organic. This is mm-hmm. just a natural thing. You, do. of course, we're going to. It's Good Friday. I mean, we're not doing anything. We're not doing doing anything that's an affront to you. Why are you acting like you're being attacked? Why are you acting like that? We're not. We're just thinking that we. What need does to be- Good Friday do to her, by the way? Do you think she knows what Good Friday is? Probably not. I'm sure her kid doesn't. That's right. It's. <laughs> These people are freaking gross. Gross. The thing is, as well... It is going to be interesting because, like, when I say I'm sure her kid doesn't, like, I'm sure they absolutely don't... I mean, we know a lot of kids like this amongst 
like secular families that we're friends with that have no even vague sense of the arc of Christianity and like what the what the main storyline is of Christianity of like the cross and the right. crucifixion and Jesus and and like they just in the born in a manger and the angel like they just don't have that cultural reference at all and already i mean i think a lot of young people in the united states didn't have a lot of like the sort of deeper cultural references of the bible right like if you read the grapes of wrath in school they don't really know like what's the grapes of wrath like you know if you say that one of the other ones the patience of job that's one that you've said before they don't know what the patience of job would be because they don't know who job is or any of that there's like there are certain shared like cultural phrases and words and things that in the course of one generation half the country's going to know and half the country just isn't going to know. Like we really are, like we talk about living in two separate countries, but we really are in a big way even like within one neighborhood living in two separate countries because you know, there are people who are living in one reality of I mean the greater Christian society that we've lived in for 2000 years, right? I mean, like give or take probably in Europe like 2500 years right or i mean 1500 years like take 500 years off the top for christianity to spread and really become mainstream but we've all lived our entire lives in a world that was dominated by a judeo-christian worldview sure right and the next generation is no longer going to live in that world no but then so here's my question to you Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a christian to to know who jesus was obviously well, no, uh, you don't have to I'm believe saying- in him. Obviously, Jewish people don't believe that he was the son of God. But, you know, there is certainly historic proof that there was a Jesus of Nazareth that was causing trouble. I mean, even that is some people debate that. But, but yes, OK, but I, OK, I, fine. I but that's, but fine. Yeah. that's fine. But the icon, who do you think that is near that big building with the spire and the, in, in the cross at the top? Who's got a statue outside? Who do they think that is when they go to a wedding no, they don't and, know and, any and of there's that. vows? Who do they think the person is who's crucified? Do you have no question? I keep seeing this guy with a beard in excruciating pain or dead on a cross. Does it occur to anybody to say one of... We've had that experience where we had friends that took their kid to a museum and at the MFA in Boston and, you know, their kid said, who's that guy? What is he doing up there? Like, what are all these pictures of this guy on on this wooden thing? Like, what does this mean? Right? Like, that's... But yeah, that's... but that's I mean, like that that's a real phenomenon. And I think that that's not I think that amongst secular people in Massachusetts, for example, I think that's probably more the norm than not. But let me get back to this. Is it this person doing this? Mm-hmm. That's just the latest in an attempt to flatten down Western culture and these institutions. That's what it is. These are the low-hanging fruit, the easy targets. Mm-hmm. That's the same as Red Raiders, Sachems, um, and uh, getting rid of de-emphasizing Halloween, certainly getting rid of Columbus Day, etc. These are sick, soulless, uh, zombified soldiers. These are sick people, soulless people who are doing this. That person is not a good person. That is a bad human being who's doing this. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a Good Friday guy. I don't know anything about it, etc., but I'm telling you, people now in the last few years, 10 years or so, <laughs> especially the last few years, who are changing stuff for the sake of changing stuff 
are doing it at the most spoiled, most uh, distorted time in the history of this country. This is not the time ever to be doing any of this stuff. These adults, these Percocet uh, freaking, uh, you know, psychosomatic, drug-filled, uh, uh, bipolar psychotics should be making no decisions. These people should not be doing that. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. And here's another thing. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Going back to that, I was just listening to the commentary podcast and and, um, and the woman in it, uh, Christine, I forgot her last name, <clears throat> Christine Rosen, she said that she got an email last year saying, hey, we're giving away this special grant for, for this is for the school district for for students of color if they're to have these the special grant or whatever and she said um said uh, said wrote a letter in e a letter to them what word worded well with uh, her like her little lawyer friend cc saying this is legal this is discrimination you cannot do this you can't make two sets of rules you can't you discriminate and say it's just not no whites need to apply for this and the group withdrew it now listen to how this works. I read this yesterday. I think this is the in this is a, a listener to the Brian Radio Show and maybe the podcast, and he sent me this. And this is sent by and and once again I think I already did this. Um, this is sent by the a guide the guidance counselor boss, the leader of the guidance counselors in his school at the high school in Middletown, uh, Connecticut. He says hi. I'll, I won't say the name of the student. We have a great opportunity to partner with Middlesex Hospital and other community stakeholders to encourage young black men who want to be part of the medical field. You did this on the I know, I know. Okay. I just wanted to go through it okay. again because I want to say something about it. Okay. Because I have to, I'm going to follow up on it. So he says, we have a great opportunity to partner with Middlesex Hospital and other community stakeholders to encourage young black men who want to be part of the medical field. Our community cares about, all caps, you. Black male students are invited to view the film and talk about how our community can support you in dreaming big and being successful. Then there's a little RSVP thing that says, here's the invite. Who? Black male students. Date Tuesday, January 25th, uh, 930 to 1245. Location lecture, lecture hall. Says, during school time, lunch will be provided. Yada, yada, yada. So I, the guy who sent it to me is all pissed off, was all pissed off of this. And I said, so no, so white kids are not welcome. He said, nope, not for this opportunity, not not for quote this opportunity. It's disgusting. He said it's blatant racism. I'm sure there's other white kids that would want the opportunity, but they are invited. And so then he sent me this. He sent me his uh, response to the guidance counselor who sent this invite out. Okay. Mm -hmm. He said, hi, my name is blank, and my son is blank, at Middletown High. Today he showed me an email copy attached that you had sent him and I'm sure many other students that was rather disturbing to him and myself. In this day and age where we are trying to teach acceptance and tolerance among racial and sexual identification, how is it even possible to send out an opportunity that is solely directed at black males? The, idea, the email is beyond tone deaf of reducing racism. Can you imagine the uproar if next week you sent out an opportunity where only white males could apply? I'm sure you wouldn't uh, like the repercussions of that. I honestly found the email disgusting and obviously discriminating. I work in the whatever field on whatever. Uh, who knows if my son might want to experience that environment to see if he'd be interested. But he can't because he's white. I'm sure there are plenty of other boys and girls that would be interested in it, but they aren't. Black males. I truly don't understand the reason behind this, uh, but would be interest, uh, respect, receptive to hear the reasoning. Thank you for your time. 
I said to him, then, any response? He said, he did respond, respond and wants me to send him my number so he can call this afternoon. Of course, he doesn't want to put it in of writing. Of course, and I said, that's very telling. He won't put it in writing. He said, I spoke to him tonight, and he admitted he reread his email and did come, and it did come off as very racist. He was a nice, frank kind of guy, but said the people who make um, these decisions poll different businesses and give money and opportunity to people who are less privileged. I live in whatever. Uh, he said there are 13 cities in Connecticut that qualify for federal money because they're underserved communities. There's a lot of poor white people where I live that should get some help. My oldest son graduated from the same school. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's how this works. Whether or not it's Christine Rosen from wherever, or this guy, this guy really he should he should hold him to the fire. This guy should print this somewhere. I don't know if mm -hmm. the patch or whatever where he lives would do it, but he the should. The patch usually has like a a user generated. But you kind need to thing. you need to, and I'll mention this tomorrow, and I may mm -hmm. even mention the guidance counselor's guy because you need to blow these motherfuckers up like with a fierceness. With no mercy, the moment they raise their heads, that I mean, they chick should, what from they Melrose, should... that chick from Melrose, there should be a firestorm. She should believe me. She's never heard the opposition when it's in in you know incensed. She should hear the opposition. They should hear the opposition. They should realize that they feel comfortable taking care of, of taking care of getting rid of uh, Black Friday. Good Friday. Uh, Good Friday and uh, and getting rid of um, Thanksgiving, you know, because part of the their process of teaching us is putting us in uncomfortable spaces. You need to put them in fucking uncomfortable spaces. Absolutely. You need to make it so that they hear your passion. Yeah, there needs to be unrest in their streets as long as there's unrest Ab in our hearts. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, just like there's this, there's another guy who I talked to today who's they've been putting yellow ribbons on trees since the 9-11, etc. Mm -hmm. Of course, this beautiful Connecticut town has decided, no, they're not having it anymore. And all the people in the, the, the town board of suckers decided that they're going to um, t get rid of them because it's they've decided, since they brought in a, a some attorney, a civil rights attorney, they've decided that that's speech, a yellow ribbon, and it's, a, it's essentially a sign, and you can't have signs in that part of the comment. You know, rather than it's all in. Mm -hmm. And over the night, somebody took off the yellow ribbons. And the guy said, who's got the son and who, who's one of the guys who's trying to keep the yellow ribbons there. It's just simply a support our troops thing said, well, he's going to put them up. And I said, goddamn right. You put them up again and again and again and again. And you put a goddamn yellow ribbon on every tree in that town. You put stickers in every part of that town. You use that Black Lives Matter yellow paint and you put yellow ribbons in every part of that town. No way. No way. This doesn't just go one way. Enough of this. Enough. To use their tactics against them. Get in their goddamn faces. I am deadly serious about this. No more of this crap. No more of this crap. I'm not going to ring my own bell, Alice. Um, but remember when I was at the newspaper when they all came at me and told me that I had to apologize and I did this, that, etc. Mm -hmm. And what I did first, I went on the radio and freaking and and, and freaking uh, castrated some puss bag long hair, and then I went right out and said boldly that we're not doing this. And I called people right back and I said in the phone, "No, sorry, I'm not. I'm, I'm nothing to complain about. I'm not going to complain. Let them know. Let them know that you're a dog not worth roasting because it's going to attack you." 
<laughs> I guess I was a. You're not making a really good case that you're not an angry, hateful person. Well, uh, no. The thing is, it's all part of the same thing. Why? It's it's absolutely okay if you're beset upon. That's okay. That's okay. No, it's not okay. Enough. I don't want to be beset upon anymore. I agree. And you know what else? What? Here's another thing. You get rid of the settlers uh, uh, plaque that talks about the settlers who fought off the Indians and we get rid of it and replace it with one that talks about how this was the uh, native land of the mm -hmm. Chimchucks and the Klantikliks and on, on all that and that mm -hmm. the settlers were actually bad. A lot of things happen at night, Alice. A lot of things happen at night. Things go disappearing in the night. I don't know. Hmm. Don't know how it happens. Yeah. You know, though, on a less... Uh a slightly less illegal note, we could request if the town takes down that sign of both the Indian getting shot, we could uh, request to keep the sign and then put it up on our property. We'll just take all the band signs and put them up here. So it'll be like the, the <laughs> uh, half a block of Indian massacres. <laughs> you will have uh, whatever Hannah... The Good Rich Hannah Massacre. Hannah Justin's shot... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, what's her thing? Machete or her axe or whatever. Oh, you know what I want to have? Scout, the Indians will just hang you know, you that above what? our front you know door. You know what you do? This can be In the this house lives Tom Shattuck. <laughs> <laughs> Threat to Indians everywhere. No, great, 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 great grandnephew of Jebediah Shattuck, who was uh, scalped and, and uh, tortured alive by Indians. That's right. That's what's happening. So this should be enough to get me fired from this job, Alice. <laughs> and you think I get, what, two two months? Severance or no? No. Yeah, it's no. fine. A week severance, I think. That's fine. Good, I'll get to do all the things around the house I always wanted to. I've been there before for the, I'll get to do all the things around the house. No, but this time I really mean it. I've grown <laughs> yeah, inside. I've been there before for that, including last grown year. Grown inside. I don't think, um, yeah, I'm not. I've... It's called growing inside, Alice. What can kill you? What else is going on, Alice? I've, you know what? I was I'm intended to get to the... the um, there's a whole bunch of stuff you didn't get to that you played in your open that you haven't even okay, gotten the, to yet. This is the one thing. Is Kamala Harris is so great. She is so great. She is so... She's the gift that keeps on giving, truly. She never gets better. <laughs> what am I in trouble for? Do you want to apologize to everybody for the gift that keeps on giving? <laughs> I'm allowed to say stuff. Can you... <laughs> Why are you... Alice, there's a certain threshold we have for cliches here <laughs> that we try to... You know, this generally, generally, we try to stay a step above Joy Behar at any time. I'm just saying the gifts that keeps on giving. I just would never say it. Don't no, call That's me right. Joy Behar. You're Joy Behar. <laughs> She's a gift that keeps on giving. That doesn't really sound like Joy Behar. I have to be honest. It's Sorry. not a great Joy Behar. You know what? Joy Behar is a gift that keeps on giving. Okay, so let's go to Kamala Harris, Alice. <laughs> something to say i'm done i don't have to contribute you get mad at me for not contributing enough to the show and not answering you enough but then when i do say anything i'm the stepon wife or joy behar like maybe you don't gotta yell think at me before anytime. you come out with the cliche that you can't go with gift that keeps on giving <laughs> been there done that <laughs> all right let's play some 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 of your friend kamala harris this is um this is great stuff i apologize house who found you this interview today, by the way? Uh, my assistant. <laughs> Who's your assistant? Don't matter. All right. 
So this this is Kamala Harris uh, today. Craig Melvin did a pretty good job, although he was helped a lot by her. All right, this is um. Let's start, uh, I guess, right here um, with uh, asking what's going on. Why why aren't we doing better in the fight against COVID? So let me start with saying that people are rightly frustrated with where we are. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. But I think it's a mistake, and it would be a mistake to suggest that we've not seen great progress. If you think back to March of 2020... We were all wiping down the boxes that we got if we ordered things online. Uh, There was no vaccine. Now we have a vaccine. Why don't we start during her administration? (laughs) That's what he means, uh, Kamala. Interesting choice of where to look back to. Like literally the first month of the pandemic. That, I mean, isn't that like a a half-ass dodge? And she's like trying to get the sort of, she's trying to, bringing into like the joke of the shared experience to say you know craig we were all wiping down our packages we right. couldn't get toilet well, paper Alice, and that's where her trainees come in because what would she usually be doing at that point laughing oh cat absolutely <laughs> let's talk about masks for a second it's been several weeks now since public health experts have acknowledged that cloth masks surgical masks they're not as effective in, in terms of stopping this new variant, Omicron. Should, should Americans be wearing KN95 masks or N95 masks? Well, the CDC is going to be providing us with those guidelines. But well, what, what's taking so long? Well, the CDC is making their decisions. I don't make the CDC's decisions. But what I will say is what, what has been clear about the masks is you want to wear a tight-fitting mask. That is clear. That has not been clear. <laughs> that is the newest ordinance. Well, right. And I mean, tight fitting can mean a lot of things. You know, the fabric can be pretty thin and weak and it can be tight fitting and it can be not doing very much. Right. You know, the it's not just tight fitting. That's not the only piece no, of the puzzle. It doesn't here. just have to hurt. It's got to hold the seal, I think. All right. At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former... Administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Oh, God. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. And so right now we know we still have a number of people that that is in the millions of Americans who have not been vaccinated and could be vaccinated, and we are urging them to get vaccinated because it will save their life. You know, she kind of sounds like, reminds me of somebody who, a woman at the bar who's trying to explain her way out of how she has no money for the tab, but taking an authoritative stance speaking with authority and then coming back and then being more assertive in we and here's what we know is that this and that and we know that we can do this together and i have been a good i am in good standing with this bar i have shown time and again that i am a presence here that has been very involved in the back and forth here at the table it's like hey dame give this give us money how about that how about you just pay us instead of all the, the histrionics? That was all histrionics. 
Well, yeah, and it's so obviously like a play for time. Like she's yes. like, I know yes. I have to fill this airtime. What is clear is that the time is now, and that time is today for the tools that we know if we do work together. Like, are you going to say something actually at yes. all, or are you just going to string right. together little prepositional phrases until yes, you with hopefully a, with get a, somewhere? With different inflection, every other words. What we are going to do is what we have been doing. Do you know what today. it reminds me of? Is you've been watching that. Um, that Larry David show, yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he has to hire the girl because oh. he's being extorted, who's the bad actress. It literally reminds me of how she delivers the lines <laughs> in the show, where like she's just putting all this intonation into things, but it like doesn't have any relation to the content of what's supposed to be happening. Kamala's just like she's overacting, but. The emo- just choosing a random emotion to overact for each phrase, not like basing it on what she's trying to say, supposedly. It's incredible how bad she is at it because I it's I don't know if like it seems like she's gotten worse at it over the course of the past yes. year or so. Yes, especially now since the situation since now the messaging is not un- unified in the administration. You know, the the health experts aren't exactly right in the same place with Saki, who's not in the same place with Biden, who's not in the same place now with the media. So mm-hmm. now the twisting is a little more awkward and, and but, out there. You know, it was obviously a whole thing when she did the that little girl was me thing at the mm-hmm. debate and whatever. But, you know, that was well delivered. Mm-hmm. She was... She had studied, obviously, and put effort into that and delivered the line well and was convincing. And she went up in the polls for a little while mm-hmm. after that before she, like, exposed herself again on some other issue. But, you know, th- th- this seems to be, like, a different Kamala. Like, she's just mailing it in now. Like, maybe it was because she thought she could be president and have, like, an actual important job. So she was putting in effort at that point in time and now that she's vice president she's like eh whatever yeah, i don't have to try like good. She, when she used the that was that little girl was me thing mm-hmm. she immediately started taking heat because first of all it was a larger, larger conversation about her particular position on busing uh and also it brought into question like so what is what should have been done what was her feeling and what should have been done for busing then and what how did that impact you it didn't really mean anything and also she had no follow-up. She had nothing. That was just a one-off. But at least one- she, like, rehearsed the initial line. You're right. You're right. Now it's did. like, but now then- it's like she, although, I mean, I know, I realize that was like a prepared thing and these are people asking her questions, but you could imagine that you're going to be asked, like, about COVID, right? That's not you, like you would a, so. a surprise. <laughs> like, you should be able to prepare an answer on COVID that you can deliver as well as you delivered the that little girl was me line even if well, it's a, even if it's like fake right. right like and she falls apart under deeper questioning that it doesn't seem there's even the level of preparation or effort put in that she was putting in a couple no. of years ago i mean in his prime joe biden would have given an answer that was fully confident it would have been it would have been full of lies in and bull bs total hot air and totally contrived full of but he would have given an answer that to some people who at least like him, they would have said, oh, I guess he's, you know what, he's explaining it. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Pete, uh, Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. would have come off, would have nailed these, 
even though he would have done it, he would have done it in a confident manner, said a whole bunch of hogwash, whatever. But he's got a way. He's articulate. He can think mm-hmm. of his feet. He'd listen to what was said. She seems to be the only politician, maybe I've ever known, who has no grasp of policy, no grasp of the facts or the situation, and also has no penchant for lying. She's got no skills. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That it takes to be a politician. It's remarkable. The 500 million tests that have been ordered that are going to be sent to every, every American, do we know when those are going out? Shortly. Though they're going to go out next shortly. Week, they've been or? ordered. They've been ordered. We, I have to look at the current information. I think it's going to be by next week. But soon. Absolutely soon. And it is a matter of urgency for us. Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. Haven't been to Europe either. That's what that was. <laughs> soon. I think it'll be by next week, but soon. Definitely so, soon. It's so, we're it's so urgent to us. We care. So at the end of the interview, they go back to the news desk, and and Craig Melvin is there with Robin Roberts or whoever it was, and they actually, actually brings up that part of it again. Are we going to, uh, to see? Oh, sorry. Uh, a lot of people are at home waiting for those rapid tests, and she sure. said in a week... They might be out to everybody. That's what the vice president yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, now, the reality is we've spoken to a number of companies that actually manufacture the these yeah. tests. They have led NBC News to believe that would be a lofty goal. Oh, okay. it, is, it is going to take some time okay. to manufacture some 500 million tests, especially when you look at the empty store shelves right now. Yeah. You've seen the long lines of folks who are waiting for tests. So it mm-hmm. remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. apparently the tests are on order. Mm-hmm. That ain't good. <laughs> now, the reality is, oh, if Donald Trump was president, that would be called uh, a lie. That's well, right. right. In, in Kamala's case, it's a lofty goal, right. not a lie. But, you know. So so uh, the White House has since sent out a correction saying Kamala was uh, a little bit off on that. Which is great. You always want to send your VP off on a softball interview to have to say that. There are a couple other good things here. Why has the administration not been able to get Senate Democrats on board? With the voting bills. We are not giving up. No, but the question was, why why has it taken this long? But you're acting as though it's over. Well, I mean, you've you've It's not over. So it's going to happen by Monday. I'm saying it's not over. And we don't give up. She's drunk. We don't give up and we will not give up. Yeah, but he's saying he's not saying it's over. He's saying, "Why so far have you gotten no support for you?" It's not over. It's not over. We do not give up. <laughs> that little girl not giving up was me, and she said, "Freedom." Okay, are we done? Uh, here's the last one. This is a gr- this is gr- this credit to Craig Melvin. I'll tell you, man. I would not have had the cojones to ask this question, but he did. Are we going to uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024? silence i'm sorry we are thinking about today i mean honestly that I, I i know why you're asking the question because this is the part of the punditry and the right. the gossip around places like washington dc let me just tell you something we're focused on the things in front of us we're focused on what we need to do to to address issues like affordable child care what we need to do to ensure so there, there have been that, no conversations that, about 2024 good for him to go right back to it the american people sent us here to do a job and right now, there's a lot of work to be done, and that's my focus. It sounds sincerely. Like you're at least familiar with some of the punditry. I don't know if you've heard that there've been some. There's been some talk about a a, a Biden Cheney ticket, perhaps Ooh. in 2024. Did you read that article? I did not. I'm, did I, no, I did not, and I really could care less about Seems the like high class gossip less. on these issues. So, uh, so uh, there you go. I mean, what an, uh, the fact that she didn't say no, there's no truth to it. Am I, the ticket's going to be the same. Why not say that? Whether or not it's going to be the same. She doesn't have the acumen to know how to use the situation and just say yes. 
Yeah. Just lie. That's what Biden does. He yes. says he's going to be running in 2024 or every time, even the, though that's obviously she should, absurd. She should lock herself in the ticket and make him, you know. Take her off. Yes. And, you know, run to Charlemagne the God when that happens and try to see if she can engender some support from people. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, this was so bad that, I mean, like, even people on the left aren't defending it. Even, like, the girl power people are not vanity fair wrote a piece about how bad this was today they came i'm sure this was not what they wanted to write but here's their piece kamala harris's revamped press strategy is off to a bumpy start the vice president has finally emerged from her media bunker but the jury is still out on whether more interviews equals higher favorability is the jury out on that <laughs> Kamala Harris has left her bunker after a long period of doing scant press the vice president has conducted a smattering of interviews including a Thursday morning appearance on the Today Show that was widely shared and commented on in one clip Craig Melvin asked about the, a New York Times column that proposed replacing Harris with Republican Liz Cheney if Joe Biden runs for re-election um, so the back and mark the second time in two months, Harris has been asked about her future with Biden. Uh, so then it says she's notably, noticeably accelerated her media appearances. In addition to the Today Show and the uh, journal, the Wall Street Journal interview, she appeared on a PBS NewsHour for the anniversary of January 6th. And in December, she was interviewed by Charlemagne the God for his show, God's Honest Truth. So first of all, I'm not sure that they should be saying that two media appearances a month is noticeably accelerating her media appearances. That's like really not that impressive to do two interviews a month. I think as vice president, Correct. she should be doing standups like all the time. Right. Mm. <sighs> it matters. It's not like having Cheney. You don't have a guy who knows, you don't have a person who knows the policy better than the president, you know? And mm -hmm. So it says that, she, that, you know, she's been having trouble with these shakeups in her office, that she's been combating the negative press around her first year marred by messaging missteps and reports of internal conflict. Um, so they're trying to obviously, like, rework this. She's bringing in new staff. She's having trouble. Um, but then they point out her thing about the getting the COVID test. They say her ETA was apparently too optimistic. The White House had to clarify in a statement that the 500 million at home test won't be sent out till later this month. And then they talk about the Charlemagne the God interview where Simone Sanders, you know, tries to get her off the air as soon as they ask her a hard question. Um, so when Vanity Fair is criticizing... Right the first black woman president's media appearances and saying that they're going to make her popularity worse and not better. I think that that's a sign that uh, you're in deep trouble. Okay. Before we go, can I say something else to Yeah. The cases in Massachusetts are down, Connecticut down. Most places they're starting mm -hmm. to go down. The, the the Deer Island's unspeakable testing that we've done has shown sharp decreases yep. in Omicron. They're, New York is decreasing as well. There seems to be sharp decreasing. The the medical, I'm uh, sorry, the uh, employee mandate for vaccines for big businesses has just been waxed by the Supreme Court. Can we just say this is effing over now? Can we just say it's over? Okay, let's just open everything up and do everything now. I mean, it's over. you and I think that. The Supreme Court thinks that, clearly. Hopefully in the final decision, they think that on the healthcare worker mandate too, but I don't know. That one they, you know, 
let it go into effect for now anyway, but... That'll slow it down from being over, of course, because mm-hmm. you're going to lose more people in healthcare. <clears throat> well, right. But, I mean, the Boston vaccine mandate goes into effect this Saturday. Yes, we're setting up the tents when we should be taking them more down. More people are... More towns around Boston are putting in their own vaccine mandates. The... Boston.com just did a big piece with all the elected Democrats who are clamoring to do a statewide vaccine mandate so you can't go to any restaurant or entertainment venue in the state without a vaccine card if you're over age five. I mean, and there's a lot of people that want that. In that article, they cited a poll that said that 56% of the people in this state want a vaccine mandate for stores and restaurants in the state of Massachusetts. I mean, like, and I agree with you. I think the thing's over. There's no point. You can get a vaccine. If you want a vaccine, go take the vaccine and then leave other people the heck alone. Like, why do you care? We had just had Rochelle Walensky on TV telling us it doesn't stop transmission. It just lessens the disease severity. So your disease severity has been lessened. Why do you need to make sure that somebody else's disease severity is lessened if they don't want it to be? Leave them alone. It, It makes no sense. But, you know... There are a whole lot of people that can't psychologically let go of the pandemic now. And I think, you know, in this state, like, what what do people like you and I do? So, like, somebody just asked me, like, how quickly could there be a statewide vaccine mandate in Massachusetts? The answer is really quickly. How quickly have we seen this legislature pass bills when they want to get it done? Yeah. They could do it overnight. It could start next week and they can pass it with a big enough majority that even if Baker vetoes it, they can go right over his veto. They can override it in a day. I mean, like in that case, that's like we're fortunate to live close enough to the New Hampshire border that we never have to go anywhere in the state of Massachusetts again. But that sucks. Like, I don't want to live that way. Having to go out of state for every little thing. It's crazy. It's over. It's over. C'est (sighs) fini. We'll see if they let it be over. We'll see. Anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. I've been putting up Rumble videos. Again, you can find us on Rumble. Nice. You can email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. All those places. Um, drop you us a what? line. You know You're the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you. I appreciate that. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.